Hello! And it's a very special House of Decline, Father's Day special. Father's Day special, it's a pagan holiday, you know. It was invented by the pagans and practiced by the pagans for many, 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 many years before the Catholic Church got to it and botched it, turned it into something for the patriarchy when it had originally been about just eating a, eating a huge lamb dick. That's what Father's Day was about. You'd roast a big lamb dick and you'd eat it and you'd gain its male energy. And everyone would do it, you know. Every All the kids in, in, the, in the old pagan... In the old pagan tribe, you know, and these were white pagans too. They were Celtics, so don't worry about this, Jack. This isn't this isn't any you know problematic shit here. We're talking about white people, and they would eat these lamb dicks, and it would mm-hmm. infuse them with power, and they'd go off and they'd run in a circle, human centipeding, you know, but not you know not literally attached to themselves, but they would be licking each other's anuses, uh, and this was Father's Day, and then the Catholic Church came in and they and they ruined it. They positively ruined it. And, you know, that's where you come in, Stephen. That's where your analysis of it Oh, is this is my come-in point. Um, everything yeah. Alex just said is wrong. Uh, <laughs> Father's Day is pagan. It, it pains me greatly um, because Father's Day is a Catholic holiday, not a pagan holiday. has no pagan roots at all. Um, c- celebrating Father's Day is acquiescing to the paternalism of Rome. And mm. I suggest that we strike it from our calendars forever and only celebrate Mother's Day. Um, <laughs> but we must embrace the matriarchy, convert to Judaism. Um, right. I have pagan roots because I've been to Bonnaroo. So, of course. Uh, <laughs> uh, and also, we have a wonderful, very special guest, three-time champion, Jeremy Appel. Thank you for coming. Thanks for having me. As always, um, I just wanted to wish a happy Father's Day to all the single dads out there Hmm. struggling Mm -hmm. with in family court. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) yes, yes. We believe in you. You'll make it out. You'll make it out alive. You've seen the pursuit of happiness. Just solve a Rubik's Cube in in like in front of a powerful guy. That is is Dan Castellaneta. (laughs) That is the ultimate like dad's rock movie. The Pursuit of Happiness? Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, Will Ferrell. I mean, Will Ferrell. <laughs> Will Smith. <laughs> Will Smith has a lot of dad's rock movies or a lot of like father-son movies, which also involve Jaden. I guess the only other one I'm thinking of is After Earth. You know, I haven't where seen that Jay- one, but I remember, <laughs> I think it was with his other son uh, in the 90s. He did a song that like uh, sampled or transposed uh, Just the Two of Us. Do you remember that? Uh Yes, I think yeah. I remember that, but it, it was his infant son at the time, right? Yeah, it wasn't Jaden, right? It was he the wasn't son. rap. The son wasn't rapping along with him, right? Yeah, it wasn't the son he loves. Hmm. <laughs> is that, is I, a different son? Yeah, I think so. Like pre Jada Pinkett Smith. Oh, okay. Here's what's gonna happen: Jaden Smith is gonna release like the, a modern Tyler the Creator esque version cover version of Parents Just Don't Understand with featuring his dad will smith on it it's gonna millions millions of copies sold you know it's That'd gonna be like cool. i would listen gonna bring to recorded music back at least once yeah right, can you think of any other like uh father relationship movies that are funny um <sighs> from the 90 i don't know I, I can think of getting even with dad for some reason or does, is that a movie that rings true in your memory? Was there a movie that featured like Jonathan Taylor Thomas yeah. and Chevy Chase? It's is that not, what I'm thinking of? It's, I think it's not Chevy Chase. It's it's Tim the Toolman. 
Is it Tim the Toolman? I remember Jungle to Jungle, where right. Tim the Toolman has a child <laughs> that uh, grew up in a tribe, and that that was a father son movie. That was yeah, about that one. That's what I was thinking of. Your, yeah. Uh, <laughs> these are some great dad movies. I feel oh Zoolander with John yeah. Voight. Mm-hmm. There is a heavy dad element to yeah. eventually. I'm a that, man, and that's that I'm a man. That, that's interesting because John Voight actually does have strained relationship with his children. With um, Angelina Jolie, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of which, uh, I believe he plays her dad in Tomb Raider. If huh. I'm not mistaken, he is the real life. The real life dad plays the the fake dad. John Voight rocks. He's <laughs> hmm. He's the heart of the Baby Geniuses franchise, okay? <laughs> he's extreme. Isn't he extremely conservative? It's yeah, conservative. no, he's like he's like an Israel guy. Like, he's not even Jewish, but he's like one of those guys where it's just like he wants a president who will stand with Israel, and, like, that's it. Wow. Um, I a think, real clash of civilizations guy. Yeah, I think that um, he knows some Chabad guys who, like, got hit, helped them clean and so I feel like as a favor, he's like made his whole politics about Israel. Um, mm. <laughs> That's very funny. Angelina yeah. really fucked up one night. There was blood everywhere. And so he got his Chabad people. It's like, I don't know what it was. Like, remember when Angelina was in a freaky phase and was wearing blood around her neck with her like Billy Bob? And then, yeah, you know, she, yeah, that was then weird. she became normal normal like she she became the goddess she became earth mother i think she's still weird like you you can tell that she's john Voight's daughter (laughs) (laughs) you know that's that's, uh, remake this is john uh, Voight's car (laughs) and angelina jolie releases a single parents just don't understand featuring john Voight rapping (laughs) along with her sells a million copies (laughs) everybody loves it I, it, yeah, it'd be funny having John Voight as a dad. You think your dad's conservative. You think your dad's a crank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I do remember there's a video of um, Jeremy Scahill was covering some Republican event. And mm-hmm. uh, I forget, like John Voight was like harassing him. <laughs> like he like physically like accosted him. And he's just like, oh, the lying, like, Democratic Party-controlled media. And Scahill was like, actually, The Intercept is uh, very critical of the Democratic Party. And he's like, we found a good one. We found a good mm-hmm. one here. And he, like, like gave him, like, a bear hug or something. And Jeremy <laughs> Scahill is just like, ah, hi, John Boy. <laughs> That's nice. But there is some sort of, there's a weird perverted, there, there's a weird perverted sickness when you as a left person find common ground with a right person uh, over shared hatred of liberals. You know, like I, I had a very long discussion with my dad today. And at least, you know, we, we come at we're, we're very at odds with new, numerous things, but at least we hate Biden. You know, we can both agree that Biden is a weirdo. You know, that's uh, <laughs> that's uh, you. You had a similar you used to do. You uh, can I can I out you, Jeremy, as briefly having worked for the sun? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, uh, but you I found just weird common ground with those guys we'll, there, right? We can edit it out. We'll edit out anything that will advance your career. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> malicious editing. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's not like I would make an, uh, an effort to read the opinion pages. Um, mm-hmm. 
And I would sometimes find myself in like unfortunate agreement. Like, yes, you're right about liberals, but it's for all the wrong reasons, right? Yeah, but it's you know, but, you but, have but it's that of... it's that um, liberal hypocrisy that yeah. I think the left and right can. But but you don't want to get too much into that because then you just become like Matt Taibbi, right? Who just so you like, do, do the enemy of my enemy of my. I mean, you yeah, become post left. You, you That's just the become a conservative. Post left. Yeah. We yeah. can hate the liberals so much that can be our common ground that that can uh, undergird our politics, which is, you know, one way to do it. I mean, tying myself to Republicans would be nice. It would be nice to have the army on our side. So that's one. <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to know whose side the army's on these days. Yeah, that's true. That's What's the, is there a lot of critical race theory going around? There's a lot Politary? of critical race theory in the In army. the military? Yeah. Oh, mm. probably not. No, they're doing white fragility in the military. <laughs> probably, probably absolutely zero. Uh, <laughs> I yeah, critical race theory. That is, you have brought up the word of Jeremy. You mentioned the word of the day. Ding 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 yeah. ding ding ding. Critical race theory has become the new monster on uh, in right wing talking points. Uh, even though uh, when you ask them frequently to define what it is, uh, they give an answer that is nebulous and unhelpful. Like, I, I don't know what it's like in Toronto or Ann Arbor, um, but in Calgary, like, the cops are like, yeah, like, systemic racism is a problem, and we need to address it. Um, so they at least pay, like, lip service to, yeah. um, you know, quote-unquote wokeness or – I mean, all these all these terms are so uh, ill-defined. Mm-hmm that it's just kind of like anything you don't like like it's canceled yeah. but any but anyways i like at least the 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 cops here in calgary have this like stated commitment of course all their actions demonstrate otherwise but there's at least that lip service they pay um to uh combating systemic racism and it, it's like that in other places too right like the <laughs> yeah, cia I, I, you see this all yeah, the cia ad. ads yeah, yeah, that's very funny. Um, or and then like so, you'll, you'll you'll see the like the cops. They, like every time Pride rolls around, the cops will do a, a performative thing. That's like we know the cops were very bad to the gay people in the past and the bathhouse raids. And this is we apologize. I think uh, someone I forget which police chief of Toronto, but someone it wasn't Fantino. It was somebody else apologized for the bathhouse raids. Blair. In Toronto. Could have been Bill Blair, public safety minister now. Might have been Bill Used Blair. Be Might have been Bill Blair. He, he, he was the top cop during like the G20 and. Uh, it was the guy uh, after uh, him. The so guy who fucked up the MacArthur stuff. Doug Sanders. Did he take the. It was, Wait, that is the his guy name that... Doug Sanders? The, the, the um, Afro Canadian fellow. No, I don't. I, I Mark think Sanders. that might have Mark been the Sanders. guy that. Doug Mark Sanders Sam. is a Globe and Mail columnist. There you um, go. You're mixing up your Canadian heroes. Yeah, Canadian <laughs> icons. Uh, yeah, but so there is this... The winds have shifted in that you have to pay lip service to this now. But as you say, Jeremy, it is just lip service. You just have to do one extra step before you get, you know, the bulk of the media off your back. I say yeah. the magic words and people will say like, oh, he's trying. He said it, right? So we don't yeah. have to hound him anymore. The Edmonton Eskimos uh, believe Black Lives Matter and stand against um, systemic racism. Did, they, they, they are the Edmonton name? Elks now. So They're the yep. Edmonton Elks. Although Canadian football. Good. 
the gr- mm-hmm. the grammarians got involved and they were like shouldn't the plural of elks just be elk no they actually <laughs> did get linguists involved yeah. from the university <laughs> of alberta and they said that elks is appropriate it's not mm. like the toronto maple leafs mm. which makes That's- no sense Speaking oh, of linguists, yeah. have you emailed anything to Noam Chomsky lately, Jeremy? <laughs> <laughs> I I actually once emailed Noam Chomsky when I was a teenager and had just started reading him. And I don't even um, remember what the email is, but it was really fucking dumb. And mm-hmm. I think it was based on something he had written in like the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> did he so ghost you? I, I never I never heard back from him. Oh, and he, and he answers him. back to everyone. It must have been uh, <laughs> it must have been bad. No, I'm kidding. I bet he just didn't see it. I bet that's the reason. I feel like Noam Chomsky is one of those guys who make sure he has like zero unseen emails in his inbox. <laughs> yeah. Because he's old. So the the yeah. reason why this whole emailing Chomsky thing is because one of the weirdest Twitter accounts, one of the weirdest left Twitter accounts, Zay Squirrel. You know about the squirrel? Yeah. 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 Very, very powerful, but very strange vibes come from that squirrel. <laughs> yeah, I don't that know what account- it is. That account follows zero people, and that to me is very sus. Yeah, seventy-seven k following zero. Follow, it's it's incredible. D- and does I think drill that's follow what makes anyone? It, yeah, I drill follows people. Yeah, you doesn't must. drill. Yeah. Uh, e- either way, but Zay Squirrel is like a, a pretty uh, consistent left uh, poster, sort of in Greenwald wing left territory. Even though they've criticized Greenwald's turn recently. Yeah, I wouldn't say they're in Greenwald mm. territory. However, I believe, because he's very critical of Greenwald, um, but I think what happened was he, he got banned for some reason, and then mm-hmm. Greenwald like advocated for him to um, be reinstated because Greenwald has like 2 million followers, like... You know, he has a lot of clout in that regard. And so mm-hmm. the squirrel was allowed back on and then he was or they were like, uh, yeah, Greenwald's not so bad. I mean, I have my disagreements with him, but, I, you know, I think he's a man of principle. It's like. But it turns out there's a history to the squirrel account. It turns out the squirrel account previously and I didn't know this. It came up. Uh, it got it started getting a lot of followers because it started uh, in like uh, the early 2010s doing a lot of Lula shit retweeting a lot of uh, Lula stuff and also praising Greenwald for his uh, exaltation of Lula as well. So there is this, I mean, they drifted apart as Greenwald got crazier and crazier over this past year and a half, it seems. Is it only this year and a half? I mean, since 2016, Greenwald's been like going off the deep end and being like, on the one hand, like Trump's not a fascist. What are you talking about? You're just being hysterical. Like Russia gay is fake, and he's right about that. Um, but then he turns around and goes on Tucker, and he's like, "The Democrats are the real fascists." And it's like, mm. again, it's that post left thing, right? Like Matt Taibbi and like Michael Tracy, mm. where it's just like you hate liberals so much, and your your analysis isn't like really grounded in like class mm-hmm. or you know race or anything that's yeah. so you just become a conservative yeah you just hate this one particular type of smug prick and as we know from yoda hate leads to fear fear leads to anger anger leads to suffering um, yeah yeah as yoda uh, also said fear is the mind killer fear he said yoda said that yeah yoda said that 
<laughs> when is Dune coming out? You mean uh, hot, hot? I call it Hot Dune. Hot it's Dune? Because it's got a hot guy in it. Oh, yeah. yeah. What's his, the, the guy from uh, Call Me By Your Name? Shalamu. Shalamu. Yeah. I, would, I would stick How his about whole that face other star of, in uh, my asshole? Of, uh, Call Me By Your Name. Uh, Army Hammer. Yeah, Ooh. he's not having a great year. No. He, yeah, his his cannibalism fetish got out. <laughs> yeah, it. is he can't? Wasn't he? Was he's being investigated for sexual assault? Or I think so. I think he got. I think there was some Me Too allegations on top of that. Uh, he seems like he would. He seems like he would choke someone without their consent. He seems gomeshied up. And so that, yeah. that was disproven in a court of law. Allegedly. <laughs> Our podcast is allegedly over. Our podcast is taking place in Canada, which apparently has different laws regarding what you can and can't say. So I'm hoping allegedly protects you two. I live in the free mm-hmm. and uh, the the free living uh, wild America that you both so <laughs> obviously have envy towards me for. So I'm able to say things like Alex is is a is a card carrying member of the alt right, and I don't get sued. Uh, but He's that's right. not, not the case in Canada, which is, right. it's interesting to me that Canada doesn't have the same kind of free speech things, which is both a positive and a negative, I think. We um, don't have a First Amendment, nor do we have a Second Amendment. That's, that's mm. fascinating. But, but I mean, we have, we have free expression, right? Like, we, yeah. it's, it's not like Jordan Peterson says that, you know, we're putting people in jail for misgendering people. Like, um you know we do have protections it's just there's no absolute right to free speech and so our libel laws are uh, uh i guess you say looser right <laughs> a bit more like, exploitable by jerks who yeah, are willing to sue yeah like um you know say if you were to accuse uh, an alt-right guy of being alt-right and they're like no i'm a free speech ad activist what are you talking about mm-hmm. and then they sue you um it can get pretty, uh, pretty bad. Um, which uh, friend of mine, Alex, is Michael Buker, who mm-hmm. works for uh, Canadians for Justice and Peace in the Middle East, um, is being sued by a uh, just such a person. This guy who's like affiliated with Proud Boys, mm-hmm. like there are pictures of him hanging out with Proud Boys, and uh, Michael called him alt right, mm-hmm. and. Uh, now he's being sued, and so uh, like the U.S. has anti-slap legislation, right? Like, Is that fri- frivolous lawsuit stuff? You mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, if we do, I don't think it's super strong. I mean, we certainly are. But you have the First Amendment, so you don't really need that, right? Because you're kind of... <sighs> right. I mean, we have all kinds of frivolous lawsuits about other things. Um, the particularly though with libel, I think the distinction is that we have a a very strict interpretation of libel, and you have to not only know that what you're saying is false, but you also have to have the intent of like doing damage to the person. Right, you have to prove that they're being malicious. Whereas in Canada, you have to prove you weren't being malicious and that like you did your due diligence. And- okay. Um, but in, in any event, uh, Michael's being sued by an alt-right guy, a free speech advocate. A free speech advocate. For uh, calling him alt-right. Um, <laughs> is that an know. insult to him? Is is that like, is that supposed to be a bad word? Isn't that sort of a fairly neutral assessment of someone? Like if this guy is like putting forth 
up until identitarian now, politics. They just so they've a thing has just happened. I think I don't, I'm probably a month late, maybe more. But they're calling themselves the new right now. So the they're new the new right. right. That's uh, great. You know. Oh, so they're just neocons. I I <laughs> no. Come they're, back to neocons. It, the new right Let's is Iraq again. The new right is they're not neocons. They're it's the alt right, but the alt right got a bad name, so now they're the new right. The new right. It's yeah, like didn't Richard Spencer doesn't he have like a new right review or some shit? <laughs> new Maybe. right review. I don't uh, know. I haven't kept up on him. I can sorry for the typing, Googling. I wonder what I wonder what... do you guys see that white noise documentary? No. Mm-mm. What white noise? Tell me. Uh, it, it was the Atlantic did this documentary on the alt right, and they focus on Richard Spencer, Lauren Southern, and uh, Gavin McInnes and Mike Cernovich, and they just sort nice. of um, dream blunt rotation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and and they just sort of uh, you know look at each of them as sort of part of this larger alt right ecosphere and sort of what roles they play and sort of mm-hmm. where are they now. Uh, apparently, Richard Spencer is living with his mom in Montana. Oh, that's nice. In Whitefish, Montana? Yeah. I, um, I took a mental note that that's where he lives, because I think the fact that Richard Spencer lives in Whitefish is so fucking funny. Also, Lauren Richard. Southern's uh, husband is a person of color. Mm-hmm. Nice. And yeah. he knocked her up. Nice. So, like that kind of makes her the worst white supremacist ever like yeah she can't uh, i mean she's been she's been out of the game for a while though she's yeah like, she's the, 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 the movie hints that she may be having her doubts and because she's young as fuck yeah i think i she's saw also clips. smoking hot i saw clips really of that. really <laughs> she was, you don't think she's hot she was like yes so she was like sexually harassed like crazy by all yeah. of those people well, by Gavin McInnes in particular, they have in the movie where he calls her up and you just hear, they, they don't play what he's saying, but you just hear her responding to being sexually harassed by Gavin McInnes. Gross. Um, yeah. Let me tell you, there are too many brown babies entering the country, which is why I want to impregnate you, Lauren. I'm the clown prince of crime. I'm Gavin McInnes. Mm-hmm. Is he the, the original Joker? Joker? He is Williamsburg yeah. Joker. That's he's what... the worst. Yeah. He had Gavin McKin- U- yeah. He's the he had worst. this YouTube video where he's like ways to get away with peeing in public. And mm-hmm. as a, as a, you know, a wasp uh puritan nothing offends me more than urinating in public it is an essential breach of the social contract and it (laughs) makes my blood boil to see someone urinating in public i just want to smash his face in but i just gonna smile and nod when he when he walks by because because i'm a i'm a incompetent and impotent wasp i'll just be like yes sir you are stuck to your wasp programming. You can't ever, yeah. you can't yeah. ever escape it. Uh, what will you do when Gavin McInnes crossed the streets? Will you choke a bitch or will you fail? Yeah, that's interesting. He's hard to choke though because he doesn't have a chin. He's probably pretty strong, so I don't think I would want to go after him physically. That's why I always carry my telescoping rod, my my, my telescoping metal rod. So very I can do violence very on long. Gavin McInnes. So yeah, in case you're in Gavin I mean, yeah. you, you, we all live. We, well, two of us live in Canada, so you never know when you may run yeah. into Gavin McInnes. 
when a McInnes might come by. When an, when a Chinook will bring a, a McInnes along. Uh, is he still? Did, there were rumors that he got divorced, but he's been out of the game for a while too. All of these. Well, architects. also his 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 ex-wife or wife is a person of color. I think she's mm -hmm. she's Métis. She's an indigenous person. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so there you go. I mean, but that's the thing is they, they have these. And so they can say, I can't be racist. My, my wife yeah. is so-and-so. Uh, so I'm not saying that they don't love their partners. I'm sure they do, but it's, gee, it's useful. <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. Uh, so fucking, Yeah. Where, where is the alt-right now? The state of the alt-right seems to be in a shambles. It's like looking for, as you said, Stephen, like a rebranding. Yeah. Like they're I, going to new right or whatever. So I've been torturing myself a little bit by listening to Jordan Peterson's podcast. And nice. um, I listened to the one where he had this guy Michael Malice on. Michael Ma That's a crazy Michael, name. Yeah, Michael Sounds Malice like a good guy. seems like it's probably a pseudonym. Um, Michael Malice Jerry is... Jerry Anger. Is trying to he's trying to position himself as like the authority, the academic authority on 4chan and the extreme right, and okay. so they talk about it's Jordan Peterson and this guy Michael Malice talking about um, 4chan and the the term the new right is coming from this guy Michael Malice, and mm. you know he is like someone who won't grow up basically. Um, Jordan Peterson is the reasonable one in this conversation. Like okay, Michael Malice yikes. is like making jokes like how he hopes to put everyone in camps and okay. Jor Jordan Peterson just like doesn't respond to that. It's just okay. like <laughs> moves on. Um yeah. and tries to he Peterson tries to get him to admit like some form of cooperation is is necessary and goes into like you know the psychological aspects of children playing games how not every child can play the game they want but with cooperation all children can come together and play one game so at least everyone's playing a game together great metaphor great analogy and then michael malice is like yeah but that just treats us all like we're children and i was like yeah well you are you're you're a, wait you're so a... he <laughs> he's an expert on the right but he's also right wing He's not like a Will Sommer type he's, or like he's a, uh, he claims to be an anarchist, which to me is I mean, I think sure. he's disguising that he's a fascist by claiming to be an anarchist. It's pistachio disguisey over here. Um it's really I really cannot recommend it like at all. <laughs> the Jordan Peterson podcast, would <laughs> no, you listen we, to the uh, actually episode? on on Big Shiny Takes we played a we played a clip of an, his interview with a uh, a Canadian icon by the name of Rex Murphy. Ooh, nice. He's this Beautiful like Rex. Yeah, he's like this old guy from the Maritimes who, um, apparently he used to work for like the CBC Public Broadcaster, and you sort of this affable like avuncular type. Um, and now he's just like a far right crank who like um is like frightened of white genocide <laughs> and uh yeah no they had him on uh peterson had him on his podcast to talk about how uh you know no one reads the classics anymore um or when they do it's just to cancel like 
people that they're like canceling Homer. Yep. No um, one reads the classics anymore. They don't read Little Mermaid or <laughs> Cinderella. Instead, yes, they, they just really read Moana and Frozen. These are terrible texts. Did he really Our children say are learning critical race theory through Moana. They're trying to cancel Homer. Did he actually say that? Well, no, because Rex Murphy has this thing because he he is very like erudite. He was a Rhodes Scholar, so he he just says like his columns. It's all like the dumbest, most simpleton takes, but it's written in this like very uh, abstruse uh, language. So he he thinks he's very witty. He's just like uh, you know when people read Homer now, they're they're uh, looking to see if he was racist. I mean, people just aren't. <laughs> People are against knowledge now. Um, it, it was just, yeah, it's <laughs> That's such great. a funny idea. Um, yeah. The Odyssey, very problematic. <laughs> um, really? Are there people who are like, I guess there must be. There probably. Jesus Christ. Yeah, there's well, probably yeah, I mean, there are people, people who critically analyze the classics, but like that's not like they're reading the classics in doing so and they're not. But is anyone trying to cancel the Odyssey because like Odysseus was racist or something like that? Sort of. Some people, some places are getting rid of their classics departments. Howard University got rid of their classics department, um, which Eh. made them ever. You know, my dad who's a classicist flipped out. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, I don't know. A lot of academia in general is sort of being strangled anyway by the fact that. If you get a you if you major in anything in the humanities, it's very hard to find employment. You mm-hmm. you can't like that's what's happening. It's not that like all of these changes in academia are responding to an economic situation that's less than ideal for anyone who's in those like those humanities. So it's like they're responding to material conditions. It's easy to figure out. Like they're trying like critical theory is like well maybe we can do this and we'll be able to get jobs. It's like there's like, like you, there's like hardly if for people who majored in English last year there was I think 800 available positions for te- for for being an English professor. So mm-hmm. so to to have this idea that you're going to major in English and then become an English professor, like it used to be like fifty thousand people a year would do that and there was tons of jobs now there aren't so. They're just trying to figure out ways to 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 make more jobs in those in they're those just, fields. Or they're trying to find ways to pare down academia, and they can just use any excuse in order to get rid of it. I don't know. Uh, what is? Uh, but is anyone trying to cancel Odysseus? <laughs> Are they trying to cancel Telemachus? Um, Are they maybe. saying that I what what did Odysseus or did they, they they say that Odysseus was bad because he was ableist because he injured a cyclops you know uh, is someone trying to do that no one's trying to seriously do that right they're claiming they are um, no the 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 conservatives are claiming that they are uh, trying to stop teaching trying to stop teaching the Odyssey um, mm. but. That I mean, t- what did we learn from the Odyssey? 
what, me, what's truly valuable about the Odyssey? <laughs> it's, it's not that they're canceling the Odyssey. It's like there aren't any jobs for people who are classicists anymore. That's what mm. it has been canceled by. Yeah. Well, and it's like these same people want to defund the humanities and then they cry that uh, exactly. no one's reading the, the classics anymore. It's yep. like, hmm. Right. Like Jordan Peterson thinks that humanity should be abolished because they like teach Marxism. Yeah. But Jordan Peterson would work at the Latin factory in a heartbeat. So he's the real hypocrite. Yeah, uh, the, there's, I mean, the, you, they're talking out of both sides of their mouth all the time. Mm. Um, that, that's why they have this widespread appeal. Because people who are less like, like not, not, not so much Rex Murphy, but like Jordan Peterson and, you know, all these like anti Ed Paul guys is that. If unless you're very politically sophisticated and you know what they're trying to do, it sound mm-hmm. they sound totally reasonable. Um, because yeah, they talk they talk out of both sides of their mouth. So on the one hand, like free speech is absolute and it needs to be protected at all costs. On the other hand, what you called me alt right? I'm gonna sue you. Yeah. Or like, remember that time that Jordan Peterson tried to start a kill list of communist professors at yeah, the college? Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> all his fanboys were like, we, "He's just giving people the uh, he's just giving people a list, and they can choose whether to take those classes or not." <laughs> and it's like, yeah. like I think that already exists. Look, you know like, who also wrote lists? Schindler. Okay, and he was a fucking hero. It reminds me of Mr. Burns compares himself to Oscar Schindler, uh, except but his shells worked. Damn it, yeah. <laughs> my shells worked. Damn it. No. Oh my god. Um, Freaking. You know what's another thing that you have an interest in, uh, Jeremy? Uh, uh, that we haven't talked about on the show, but I think is super interesting. Is or did we talk about it the last time you were on? Did we talk about the Azarova affair? I don't remember if we yeah, spoke about it last time did. I was on, but th- we did the the yeah. okay. It's okay. We can we, talk about it again. We did. We review the Azarova, but I think uh, we should or just review uh, this. What's the what's the state of Israel on this Father's Day? Like uh, we got Naftali Bennett in. We got yep. him. What's he all about? Um. So remember the last guy. Benjamin yeah. Netanyahu. Benjamin Netanyahu. He seemed like a real corker. Seemed like a real bad guy. Seemed like yeah. a real murderous psychopath. Yeah. Well, this guy is worse. Um, nice. In that, well, he he just doesn't have that because Netanyahu's right. He's a kid from like Philadelphia, mm-hmm. um, right? So he has that sort of like Americanized sheen to him, right? Like he was mm-hmm. Israel's ambassador to the United States or the United Nations in the eighties. Yeah. And he would just go it was on real to rock and roll. Yeah. And like lie incessantly, but Neftali Bennett is like totally in favor of the settler movement um, nice. against any sort of, I mean, he uh, once said that um, that Arabs were swinging from trees when uh, Jewish settlers arrived in Palestine <laughs> There you go. Um, and he also he he was involved in a ra- Israeli raid in Lebanon in the nineties. Um, <laughs> so he's done some real personal of, violence. Yeah, that killed a bunch of humanitarian workers, and he's boasted about killing Arabs and how there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. Um, yeah. 
but of course um he he's in power because he, the uh the centrist who was asked to form government just got totally cucked by him and he's <laughs> like you want me to be part of your government which includes like center left parties and like a yeah. conservative uh an what's Islamist. that guy's name yair or something uh yet your lapide is the center yeah, yeah he just got totally cucked and so bennett this far right guy um whose supporters like chant death to the arabs is mm. prime minister for the next two years and then lapide will be prime minister after supposedly but, yeah this government's not gonna last that long um because, I, well, Bennett's just not going to give it away. He's just going to well, say well, no. Well, no, he's going to do what Netanyahu did, but yeah. successfully and start uh, uh, start killing Palestinians to like unite the country behind him. And yeah, um, you know how like Wag the Dog was sort of whimsical. This yeah. isn't that. <laughs> this is this well, is they much more. Broke, they they broke the ceasefire, right? Didn't Israel break the ceasefire recently? Yeah, well, but they, yeah. Were f- they were firing balloons. What had to you know? They have to protect themselves from like uh, this incessant balloon fire. You know, they're yeah. firing Nerf at them. Yeah, which is like <laughs> stunning. Like I, you know, I'm sure Alex does too. Know people who like believe that shit. That like, what wh- what's a country supposed to do? They're firing balloons at us and yeah. burning fields. It's like uh you know settlers in the west bank burn olive fields like regularly like palestinian olive fields and uh same people are oddly quiet about that um yeah but it's interesting seeing like um sort of the situation in jerusalem and the west bank sort of get this attention mm-hmm. um in between I mean, like attacks on gaza yeah, I mean, I mean, the thing that uh, inevitably happens with the news cycle is uh, since the since the killing died down from like uh, a couple of I mean, it hasn't really died down. It's all going on. But since like uh, the world stopped paying attention as much uh, from uh, since two weeks ago. So there has been this uh, movement for Bennett to escalate a little, which he has done. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That that That's my understanding. Mm-hmm. Um that um uh, yeah i i mean and then well actually what i did want to talk about was do you hear about the uh the vaccines um israel yeah the million to... vaccines the million expired vaccines oh <laughs> yeah. my god and i such, saw that's um, such a fucking asshole move oh my god tell the yeah, story but it's just purely for like zionists to like feel good about themselves mm-hmm. you know because um once the israeli government says something that's it for them right they don't investigate mm-hmm. further yeah. Because, um, but, um, yeah, I saw, uh, you, you know, Hillel Neuer is. No, UN, I don't know who Hillel UN Neuer is. Guy. That sounds like, no, that sounds like a made up name. But he's one of those guys that like just focus on the United Nations and how Israel's being treated very unfairly, uh, okay. by the United Nations and talks about they how have the U- so much power. The UN, it's, yeah. it's a very yeah, the human important rights council is, yeah. is like a, you know, decision-making body apparently. Um, yeah. but yeah, no, it's just all the like gotcha shit where it's like Saudi Arabia sits on the human rights council and like just listing all these human rights abusers that sit on the human rights council. And it's like, okay, so should only like European countries be allowed to sit on it? 
like white mm-hmm. countries but anyways and, and these guys are all like obsessed with israel like it's all they fucking think about all day and then they're like the united nations has an obsession with israel that an unhealthy mm-hmm. obsession with israel but this guy <laughs> like, um like jonathan saffron four and natalie portman <laughs> yeah uh, but you're so, th- so obsessed with Israel. Israel lives rent free in your head 24 <laughs> 7. But um, so this guy tweeted, uh, uh, he was like, disproportionate response uh, 4,500 rockets, a million mm-hmm. vaccines. And it's like, <laughs> I'm, I, I feel like other things happen there that you didn't include in that um you know like the vaccines being expired and then the israelis will take from the palestinians fresh um pfizer shipment um but but i mean the whole point is like pr right it's like they turned down our vaccines yeah you do the gesture it doesn't matter that they were garbage vaccines they were vaccines they're technically vaccines we gave them but it's this narrative too right we they fire rockets at us for no reason because we're not doing anything wrong ever yeah and we give them vaccines because we We turn the other cheek even though yeah even though like uh months ago uh when people pointed out that while israel itself had you know, one of the highest vaccination rates in the world wasn't giving uh, vaccines to Palestinians in the occupied territories. And anyone who pointed that out was accused of anti-Semitism. Look, Um, Israel cares about the health of Palestinians. That's why they do free demolition for all their inadequate hospitals, you know, so that they can build them better again, you know? Yeah, build back better. Build back better. You gotta gotta blow them up first. You know, attack the hospitals. You know, the reason why your infrastructure's bad, got bad hospitals, which is why we gotta blow them up. Okay, we're doing you a favor. Yeah. Speaking of build back better, I just wanted to highlight a little piece of news from this week, which is that um, I was in the Wall Street Journal, the Pentagon, Biden administration. Uh, the the Pentagon and the Biden administration are pulling out lots of weapons systems from Saudi Arabia which is great. And then they're moving them over to point them right at China, which is scary. (laughs) Very scary. So, yeah, we're going to point all of our weapons at China, and then we're going to start accusing them of uh, leaking the the virus from a lab, which may or may not have happened. Um, There's a story in the Times today saying um, the Soviets, in the Soviet Times, there was an anthrax leak from a Soviet lab, and the Soviets denied it. And the federal government went with that because they didn't, for some reason, sort of building up this case that our enemies are always leaking stuff from labs. And I'm getting worried that the lab, the reason we've seen this about face on the lab leak, like now you have John Stewart going on Colbert making lab leak jokes, is because yeah. the... Um, the higher-ups are, are, are getting ready for some kind of, not necessarily a war, but saber-rattling against China. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I, my feeling now is we should just give up on trying to figure out where COVID came from because it's only going to result in bad things. 
Uh, COVID just, came from your heart, okay? Yeah. It COVID, came from it came from you touch yourself at night, okay? COVID is because we're all terrible sinners, um, yeah. and that's why <laughs> we, we have COVID. This is our punishment for I the iCarly reunion. Do you hear Alberta is opening up next week, like Ooh, fully? Yay! Whoa. Oh God! No oh, masks. Kenny. No oh, Kenny. Dude, masks. I've been... in Alberta. Kenny kills you. Masks are done here. <laughs> People are not wearing masks anywhere in here. Like I go to the grocery store and it, it's over the past couple of weeks, like starting two weeks ago, I think it was at 50%. I'm, I went to Kroger and now mask wearers are like 20% of the people at Kroger. Um, and that's the only place I go as, as uh, uh, regular Ooh. listeners of the Ooh. show know. What are the cases like in Michigan? Because I remember when Alberta was the worst in North America, Michigan was close number two. Yeah, that's down. Everything's down. I mean, cases are down. Um, vaccinations up vaccinations aren't that great in michigan compared to like the northeast i think we're at like between um i think we may be at 60 percent vaccination rate which is so that means we're lagging behind like new york which is at 70 maine which is at like 80 and when you say vaccine you mean full vaccination or just yeah, one dose full i think yeah um i'm getting my second dose tomorrow nice but you'll probably feel yeah. weird but what? Well, the general, you- the general. Sorry, I interrupted. But I'm, I'll go for my point because it was mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. I feel like the general fear that people were being like will be so anti-vax that a mass of people will not get vaccinated enough. Uh, that was sort of it wasn't unfounded. Like there are people that are like that, but in numbers that were far less than the, than the doomsayers were predicting. It's people not went good. with the vaccine. I don't. I don't know how much more we'll be able to vaccinate in Michigan. I don't know if we'll actually be able to hit seventy percent. Um, what mm. I said, Jeremy, is you'll probably feel a little weird. I had like an arm. Oh pit. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I had the arm first, pain. The 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 first uh, the first dose, like I was fine that day. Like my arm hurt a bit, and then the next day, I drove to Edmonton, uh, which is a few hours away, to see my girlfriend who lives there, mm. and. I got there and I was just like, holy shit, I'm so tired. And then I I didn't, yeah, I didn't like, like, I just need to lay down for a bit. Like I, I I didn't even fall asleep. Just Hmm. physically tired. I I had an armpit pain. You may have some armpit pain. Interesting. Oh, you had armpit pain? No, that, and that was common. I was on a discord chat. A lot of other guys were reporting (laughs) armpit pain. You have, you have, a pretty big lymph nodes in your armpit and that's where it comes from because mm. the lymph node may swell up a little bit um mm. but you may have it anywhere else if you have pain somewhere like just be like do i have a lymph node there like maybe yeah um, do your lymph node identification seminar mm-hmm. you get your big buboes coming up you Got know that. in the bubonic plague that's they you had little pustules called buboes that would come out Bubo. of you and uh you know that's why you ever get an inflamed uh uh, lymph node it's fucking terrifying you get you feel like oh no my humors my humors are misaligned you never get the ones at the back of your ears ever get inflamed really is amazing the that we developed a vaccine this quickly and that it supposedly works um it's because it was all planned (laughs) by gates (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they had the they had the vaccine ready to go and that's why everything is 
Everything I mean, the, is fucked up. I the don't conspiracy know. part of me makes me. I was like, are we? Is this like an anti-China thing? Is this our pivot away from China? Like we're gonna blame them for this pandemic that we started, and then like reindustrial reindustrialize America because we can't make anything in China anymore. Boxer Rebellion too. It's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Presumably, the British still aren't in China. Uh, maybe they'll get rid of all Western influence in China. Well, I mean, they're trying. They're trying to do that. They got Baidu, which is a great... That's the... <laughs> that's a, a new type of guy. A guy that uses Baidu and thinks it's the superior search engine. <laughs> but he's, like, in the West. I'm I'm a Baidu guy. Oh, yeah, you're... Oh, you, you like DuckDuckGo? Great. I'm a Baidu guy. You Go to Vancouver. Idiot. Become a Baidu guy. Move to Vancouver. I'm going to become a Baidu. I'm going to become a Baidu evangelist. <laughs> Every we do all of our searches on Baidu. Yeah, yeah. I'm just looking it up on Baidu right now. Yeah. I <laughs> actually have Baidu open. What happens if you search Tiananmen Square? Ooh. Let's look at it. Oh no, a bunch of dissidents come in. Yeah, you're gonna. Your house is about to be in like not the doors like broken down. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna hear a live. We're gonna hear a live struggle session. Yeah, as we, as we we're had gonna be the before. first podcasting. Uh, speaking of uh, struggle sessions, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Stephen, have you heard about what's happening in the Green Party of Canada? Um, <laughs> I only an inkling, and it's it's very hard for me to understand. I don't have any of the backstory, and I don't really know what's going on. I know it involves someone named. An- Anami Paul. <laughs> Anami, yeah. Uh, it, yeah, yeah, it's pronounced Anami, but I, oh. I'd rather call her Anami. 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 Re- really? Anami Paul. It's pronounced Anami, Anami? Paul, yeah. Anami. Uh, okay. Anime Paul. Well, She's bad. <laughs> She's not good. She's very bad, yeah. So uh, basically, the Green Party of Canada um, had a leader named Elizabeth May, who was kind of... She's a mess, I would say. Liz May's a mess. But, like, she had respect. She was charismatic. She brought the party from having no seats in Parliament. Um, she she won their first seat, and then they won another, and then another. Um, the first two were in B.C. on the island. Mm-hmm. The third, who was first elected in 2019, is now a liberal, um, was in New Brunswick. But uh, basically, so May stepped down. They had this leadership race, and it was like Anime Paul, who's just like, I'm a black Jewish woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and like that was her that was her platform, essentially, mm-hmm. in that she also has a PhD in like international like humanitarian yeah. law or some shit. She's from Princeton too. She's got a she's got a, a, a Ivy League education. <laughs> yeah, she's very qualified. Um. And so she ran against Dimitri Lascaris, who was like good candidate. He was an eco-socialist. Um, he was an- he's anti-imperialist. He wanted Canada out of NATO, um, Canada out of the Lima Group, which is sort of uh, um, intervenes and in, in, you know Latin America and overthrows leftist governments. Yeah, and um, a supporter, a strong supporter of uh, boycotts, divestments, and sanctions against Israel. Um, Anime Paul like 
wouldn't say what any of her foreign policy positions are really. Um, yeah. In fact, during one of the debates, another candidate, uh, Miriam Haddad, um, who's also an eco-socialist, uh, confronted Feckless her. millennial. <laughs> confronted uh, Paul about her support of the coup in Bolivia. Mm-hmm. And Paul's response was, how dare you? Like, watch your tone, lady, young lady. Um, I have a PhD in international law. She said her husband worked for the coup government as if that is like... So it's she was a supporter of Jeannie Agnes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And um, yeah, I mean, she just That's loves fucking U.S. Weird. foreign That's policy. That's fucked up. But anyway, so um, during the Israeli attack on Gaza, she issued this statement that was like, "I urge a return to like track two negotiations or like some like uh, shit that track doesn't two. make any sense." Um, yeah. There. New Brunswick MP uh, Jenica Atwin called her out on Twitter and said that that's completely inadequate and that there's an apartheid and talk some sense. And then uh, one of Paul's senior advisors went on to Facebook and said that, um, so all, all because Paul doesn't have a seat in parliament, right? Yeah. She ran in Toronto center against an incredibly popular liberal candidate. Yeah, a, and, a race that she was almost guaranteed to lose. So it was mystifying to anyone why she would run in that uh, run in that. Uh, yeah, I think. District. Yeah, I think she lives in that rank. Like she's from Toronto, but the Greens big bases of support are B.C. and to a lesser extent, the, the Maritimes. Yeah. So the two coasts, which makes sense because they're going to be the first to go um, mm-hmm. when, um, you know, uh, climate change. uh comes to fruition i guess you could mm-hmm. say uh but they're also filled with feckless mountain tippy types who are amenable to this type of green eco yeah but, uh, so anyways uh, one of paul's advisors took to facebook said that the party's three mps all of whom were much more critical of the israeli attack than enemy paul was uh, were anti-Semitic and uh, they're discriminating against Jewish people in the party by criticizing Israel. Um, okay. And then nothing, that was it. Paul didn't defend her MPs or anything. Yeah. Um, and then, and, and so the one in New Brunswick uh, weirdly switched, par- switched to the Liberal Party because she felt her views on Palestine were being suppressed in the Greens. Um, weird, whereas, I, I which is weird because Trudeau is like totally pro-Israel. Yeah. Um, and so basically, she came out. She was asked whether she stands by what she said. She said she does, and she knows there are people, there are other MPs in the Liberal Party who agree with her. And then, like two days later, she uh, tweeted, uh, "Please read my statement," which is always, you know. Great sign. <laughs> and she pretty much <laughs> just went to being like, one. yeah, like both sides need to get along. I'm sorry, oh, my okay. language and flame divisions. And it was just like, all right, you suck. Um, but so the Green Party has been embroiled in sort of this internal crisis since she quit the party. Um, and um, some sort of key members of the party called on her to resign. Mm-hmm. And she kicked them out and then held this bizarre press conference 
where um, she said, like, you know, I'm a strong, independent, black Jewish woman. Right. And Justin Trudeau is trying to uh, destroy my momentum that (laughs) doesn't exist because I don't have a seat in parliament. And uh, he's no ally. He's a fake feminist, which is true, but like Uh, has absolutely nothing to do. so she hit all the bad faith identity uh, politics. It seems like she's got higher ambitions if she if she pivots to attacking Trudeau, who's not involved in this. That seems like no, with the like the fact that her MP switched to the Liberals. But oh, oh, okay. That well. but that's like again, it was bizarre. It was like Nixonian level. It like it all, mm. the, the 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 like she also she she was saying how there's this like attempt to oust her that mm-hmm. was so racist and sexist in that she immediately put a stop to it and uh those people are no longer members of the party right so it was very it was almost stalinist it's like i you know i've discovered mm-hmm. this coup attempt but don't mm-hmm. worry i foiled it <laughs> she's um, getting the green party secret police you know funny. a bunch yeah. of a bunch of people in half shirts <laughs> but yeah. no that's not true the green party <laughs> base is a bunch of uh, rich uh, like secret liberals on vancouver secret island conservatives like you're like, right secret con- that's the turn she's got to become post left that's what's going to happen <laughs> Yeah, I mean, well, um, the way she uses, weaponizes identity politics is very much uh, like the post-left who say they hate identity politics, but then Glenn Greenwald's like, now as a gay man. Yeah, you are are being homophobic if you criticize me for saying that I I hate all trans people and think they deserve to die. You know, that's you're being homophobic when you criticize me just because I have the average Gen Xers opinion on trans people. They'll also accuse you of being like a member of the of some of like the PMC class. Like if if you have an opinion, like like even if you just have an opinion that that is that is countering him in any way. He'll be like, Oh, you're just another one of these like elite managers. Yeah. Woke scold. (laughs) Um, but, um, yeah. And so I actually obtained a leak recording of some staffers confronting Paul about her. This is the day after, uh, Jenna Catwin left the party. Um, saying that this staffer of hers, Noah Zatzman, um, Again, she did nothing to like rebuke him and uh, say uh, that maybe you shouldn't accuse um, our party's only members of parliament of being anti-Semitic. Um, and um, the, the party circulated like a petition that got like 1,500 signatures calling on him to resign. Um, wow. and, and then finally she was like, okay, we're not going to renew his contract when it's up. Um, but I, he's like still like very much in her orbit. Right. And Wait, how can you accuse a guy called Noah, uh, accuse a guy, Noah Zatzman of being anti-Semitic? No, no. He accused the party's MPs of being anti-Semitic, right? Oh, okay. Zatzman He's the, the guy. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's like her right wing, like neo. But anyways, it's just this incredibly cynical weaponization of identity politics. She also uh, attacked uh, Freeland and said that Freeland is Canada's finance, Canada's uh, Nazi sympathizing finance minister. It's true. Of, so. uh, 
of uh, sort of being his like token female. Yeah. And th- there's nothing like I can forgive true, a lot of things, but making me like defend Trudeau and Freeland is like a bridge too far. You don't have to defend Trudeau and Freeland just because enemies being weaponizing uh, bad ideas at them. But also the riding in Toronto that she's trying to win mm-hmm. um, used to be held by Christia Freeland. So I'm not sure it's uh, until they moved Freeland to another riding um, mm-hmm. because like they were redistricted, but um, yeah. Not good, but yeah, no. Anime Paul is like, like that. That did you watch that press conference, Alex? I I heard that press conference, and it's her just saying a bunch of evasive weasel language of her like, what we are doing is we're moving back to the essence that we have to do when we founded this with togetherness and forthrightness. And you know what we found was, uh, we had to combine our views and and take it in this different direction where we had our. Uh, political paradigm set up such that you know and it's this endless yeah. string of bullshit like that that's just avoiding but, the questions of yeah but anyways uh, what people are saying yeah this this leaked recording i got um the party members like if any of us had done that if any of us had like attacked the party's only mps as being anti had attacked them in that way publicly like we would have been kicked out of the party um and to which uh, enemy responded uh, saying that there are lots of things that are going on behind the scenes and that sometimes transparency isn't appropriate. Um, <laughs> she is that, very stolen. Um, yeah. And she was like, well, we may lose some party members, but we'll also gain some. <laughs> and, but but all these all these fucking like blue check like media freaks are just like playing up that angle that paul says she's standing up to uh you know fake feminist trudeau and mm-hmm. all the racists oh. in the party um and wow. uh that she actually wants she's trying to make the party um you know, win more seats. That's her goal. But like, well, they've already lost one. Um, she claims there's like unprecedented momentum that Trudeau's trying to stop, but I haven't seen any data that <laughs> Look, suggests. There's unpre- She's getting more news than ever for doing this, for doing the, we're talking about her, you know? <laughs> Maybe if she makes enough bad decisions, she can get famous enough such that people will vote her just because they recognize her name. Maybe that's the plan. If you just keep fucking up, but upwards. That was the Mulcair plan. It was very risky. I mean, that's what she's doing. She's trying to, because it worked so great for Thomas Mulcair. Um, Move right. Yeah, it worked great. He lost half his seats. Mm -hmm. But Thomas Mulcair was the leader of the, it was a similar thing where the New Democratic Party, which is like the center left, like Social Democratic Party, had a very charismatic leader. Um, who's well-liked, named Jack Layton. Um, party did better than ever did under him. They became official opposition because the liberals ran a, a, a guy from Harvard uh, named Michael Nadiev, who... Yeah, the most is, unlikable oh, guy yeah, on the planet. I know that guy, yeah. Yeah, he, he's, um, he's a mixed bag. He has some good books, though. He's like a smart guy. But yeah, he, but he's like Reed Richards, you know, with all the bad bad dad vibes of yeah, Reed Richards. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, 
It, anyways, Jack Layton got sick and died. And then the NDP were at a crossroads, except in the NDP, there was no like left wing choice. It was between like one neoliberal, Ryan Top, mm. and another, Thomas Mulcair. And he won and he tried to, uh, you know, he ran on like trying to, he, he said that the NDP was going to balance the budget. And then mm. Justin Trudeau was like, well, we would rather uh, put our public services first. And so Trudeau sort of outflanked the, social democrats from the left on that key issue and so the ndp just took a beating and then he was turfed um as leader at a convention in edmonton that was very contentious because the alberta ndp which was in power here for from 25 2015 to 2019 the much maligned notley government yeah they love the oil sands in um the turfing of mall care came from people who um, were more, um, you know, environmentally oriented, were more mm-hmm. sympathetic to the Palestinians because mall care like um, kicked out a bunch of candidates who were pro-Palestine. One of them is now a green MP, Paul Manley, mm-hmm. um, who actually took uh when all this uh fracas was happening between anime paul and like the rest of the party he -hmm. actually took all his party affiliations out of his twitter bio (laughs) that's a sigma he's a sigma male he's the sigma male of canadian politics yeah Yeah. and then he (laughs) and then and then he put them back in um yeah that's just the the sigma male can do that uh, it's called the. It, you have the grind set, so you know, do what you want. Paul Manley is grind setting on Canadian <laughs> politics by, uh, you know, uh, proving mysterious to everyone that he interacts with. Um, NDP, you know, to their credit, now have taken a consistently pro-Palestine position. Even though, yeah, uh, I mean, there's now. some gap between the party membership and Jagmeet Singh, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I would of the of the like four. Well, I, I guess of the five leaders because there's the Bloc Québécois. Yeah, um, are I they pro Palestine? I don't. Yeah, they are. They are really interestingly, interesting because they interesting. also hate Muslims. Yeah, but, but they, they hate, hate Muslim Jews immigrants. More. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, they're weird and like social democratic, yeah. but also very xenophobic. Yeah, I think that's that's so funny that the block are pro-Palestine. I love that combination. Is of it because they they don't want Palestinian immigrants coming to Canada? That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I think they want a free Palestine, so they don't have to. Uh-huh. Um, Great. Quebec, there. Montreal is beautiful. We do not <laughs> let the Jews deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let Juifs. No, I would say, uh, uh, like, Jagmeet Singh is the only party leader that, like, I think has met <laughs> an actual person before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he seems he has a personability. I mean, Trudeau is a pretty off-putting dude. Like, I get why people like, I get why people like my dad have a preoccupying hatred of him, because he really does come across as, uh, like, a trust fund brat or yeah. somebody that has a lot of entitlement. You if know, he, he just has that cut his... Of- if he just cut his hair, I would go so far. If he just had a like a buzz a cut army cut haircut, I bet your dad would actually would be like, actually, Trudeau's an upstanding young man, and I think. I... 
You're right, the floppy cut is doing him a disservice. He needs to, he looks too much like a boy band member, or like yeah. now a boy band member from the like, Star Trek Mirror Universe. Like when all the world leaders were posing on stage, um, you remember, at the, I think it was the G7, where they all like lined up six feet apart on stage and looked like little action figures? Yeah, um, that was so good. Trudeau's stood out with his horrible haircut. <laughs> Uh, I don't oh, you know. don't like his mop top? You I don't mean, he, like his wonderful little mop top? I mean, he, he had the best suit. He has the best dress, the best tailored. I mean, hey, I, he's the I most think yoked. Because he's, he's got the biggest dick out of all of them. He's clearly a narcissist. The only people who yes. wear their hair like that and have, <laughs> are just clearly narcissists. Um, and you can tell because his, his tailoring was so top top-notch tailoring there you go um, he was like he, you know how like mengala was always yeah. richly tailored. i mean joe biden looked the best because i'm an american and that is what i believe uh it doesn't yeah, matter he does look great it doesn't, it doesn't matter what he says or where he is or even if he knows what's going on he's mm-hmm. the president and he's the best dressed one just that's he's a matter of politics. Didn't, yeah. didn't trudeau um he got into some trouble for talking about the lying fake news media really did he, oh, he said something about like wrapping the newspaper in fish yeah. or something like that. He like, said some sort of very strange folksy aphorism well, about. Yeah, yeah. Some reporter <laughs> was like, like, what, like, what, what, what's actually being done here? Like, what, like, are you just like? It seems like you're just talking. Like, and he was like, "Well, what we're going to accomplish is going to be around what." It's, it's like. Um, what we're accomplishing is going to be around even as people only use the newspaper you work for to wrap fish uh, or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Our like, accomplishments I, last like, I didn't know people use newspapers to wrap fish until back, you said that. Back in uh, like clearly. the 50s. <laughs> but then the uh, the Radio Canada um, reporter, the, the French language uh, CBC, yeah. uh, asked him for it en français. And he was like, well, maybe I won't. <laughs> he said out loud, like, yeah, maybe I won't say that fish wrapping anecdote in French. Yeah, it comes across as much dirtier in Quebecois French. It comes across <laughs> yeah. as like a pussy eating joke. Is it? it that'd Quebec be so French. funny if that's if the, <laughs> you did, upon translation he makes like a sexist joke. <laughs> yeah, but then he wins favor with the Quebecois because uh, oh, yeah. he told the sexist joke. Well, I think that's also it. a big thing in federal Canadian politics is saying one thing to like the majority of country and then another to French Canada. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's fascinating because like that. so the the act of translating so much shenanigans goes on there especially with putin like mm-hmm. as someone who took just a little bit of russian in college like I, I i i can't say i understand it but i can like hear it and i'm always questioning what the translators have mistranslated when they're translating uh, world leaders. And that must yeah. happen all the time in Canada, where you say one thing in French and one thing in English. It must be so frustrating. Yeah. Uh, see, in French, uh, uh, Trudeau is always saying, kill whitey, <laughs> uh, which is tuer le blanche. Yeah. Okay. Tuer le blanche. Uh, yeah. That's what he says. Well, uh, speaking of uh, Father's Day, um, we should give a shout out to Justin Trudeau's real father, Fidel Castro. Nice. Boom. Hot guy. Uh, Hot, sexy guy, Fidel Castro. Do you know about that conspiracy, Stephen? Yeah, I know about it. I immediately endorse it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Huge if true. 
Well, because, you know, Madge Trudeau, you know, she got around, right? You know, she was no spring chicken, you know. She yeah. was uh, she was she fucking the Benny and the Jets. She mm-hmm. was fucking all of, all of the Archies, you know, each one. She fucked Veronica. Uh, which Canadian prime ministers ate pussy? You know, we're talking about Batman. Which Canadian prime ministers ate pussy? Pierre Trudeau? definitely ate pussy. Pierre I, ate pussy for sure. I found a Mulroney, very no, very funny me- did not eat pussy. A very funny medium article with someone with ninety followers, so nobody being uh, writing an article saying, "Of course, Fidel Castro is Justin Trudeau's dad." Of course, <laughs> of well, course. well, just the context of that. Pierre Elliott Trudeau was famously uh, close friends with Fidel Castro. Um, mm-hmm. And and like he like he he on on sort of on the world stage he was definitely a maverick, in a way his son wasn't. Like he went to China and hung out with Chairman Mao um, before Nixon mm-hmm. did, and yeah. uh, he had good relations with Russia, and um, yeah. So, he, I, but was Margaret Trudeau notoriously sexually promiscuous? Yeah. Yes, that is that is also true. Oh yeah. no, she was also she was also like not good for PR because she would do stuff like sing happy birthday sexily at like uh, at galas and luncheons. But like and not like to that. the sexy American president, just to like Ted Kennedy, or like yeah, do, uh, yeah. She sang These it chickens to Ted. are uh, weird. I'm uh, a creep, and even I'm not a. Uh, I don't even want this. No, that's true. If she had come on to Ted Kennedy, he would have gone in a second, but then she would have drowned in a car no, accident. This, so who's to say what this, would have been? This completely unfactual and unsourced uh, Medium article is claiming that she did have an affair with uh, Ted Kennedy. Um, really? Yeah. That's where I was Really? Didn't pull the name out of a hat. And apparently that's also, um, let's see, who else? Um, Thick Jagger. No, she says Keith Richards. Things. Yeah, Keith Richards. Keith, okay, yeah. that's cool. That's cooler than Mick. Props, props to Margaret Trudeau. You fucked the cooler Rolling Stone. And there's a picture of her like touching Fidel Castro's shoulder, and that's hot. Yeah, that's hot. wouldn't you, I'd fuck Fidel? Wouldn't you fuck Fidel? I would out of respect. Yeah, out of respect. Yeah, you would suck Fidel out of respect. I love Fidel. <laughs> For, Mr. For Castro, the sir, I'm going to suck your fucking dick. I'm going to give you the best stroke you've ever had in your fucking life, Castro. <laughs> I'm going to stick my fucking thumb in your asshole, and I'm going to stimulate that pee. Okay, that's you're gonna not... Have re- such a, you're going to have not, such a pee spot orgasm? That's not respectful anymore. You don't do that. Castro would be like, I poppy. Uh, <laughs> you can't put your thumb up Fidel Castro's butt respectfully. There's no... You can do that. You no. can do that. That is you not can. a res- that's not a respectful thing to do. It is if he consents. Well, you can't speak Spanish. How are you gonna? I can speak. I can speak Cubano with my <laughs> eyes, and also Fidel Castro <laughs> spoke English, so it's fine. Uh, oh man, he, you I don't can know. Put your th- you can put your thumb up Fidel's asshole. You can put your thumb up Sankara's asshole. <laughs> You can you can put your thumb up Trotsky's asshole. Look, it's a wide margin of asshole thumbs. If you don't want to rock the peace spots of your various socialist heroes, I don't know what you're doing out here. I don't know why you're even on the internet if you're not rocking the peace spots. 
I I like this. I they look alike too. I like this a lot. Yeah, they really do look alike though. That like, it is <laughs> it's not impossible. No. Yeah. It's very funny. <laughs> oh <laughs> he, my god. He looks way more like Castro than he does uh his uh supposed father. Yeah, his, his full alleged head of, father. I've always found his full head of hair to be suspicious. Mm-hmm. He's also got that, you know, real moon face that Castro had. He's yeah. got that big thick face meat that Castro had. Big cheeks, you know. So is that the the House of Decline party line? Is yeah. Justin Trudeau ha- is actually Fidel Castro's son? Yeah, but yeah. he's like Castro's fail son. You know, like how Kamala Harris's parents are communists, and they're like, Kamala, you failed at the highest <laughs> level. <laughs> yeah. uh, is that why she's always fake laughing all the time? Yeah, and she's like, <laughs> Don't come! Don't come! <laughs> Yeah, I want Kamala to like. I want Kamala to do uh, edging with me, where she's saying, <laughs> "Don't come, <laughs> don't come." That's you saw that video so of, of her edited next to Trump. Trump going, "I've got to come." Yeah, it provided yeah. a lot of laughs for all. That's we missed up. that guy. What the fuck? <laughs> I, that's, I think Biden just put her out to pasture on that one. I don't know what was going on, but. She looked terrible giving that speech, telling the Guatemalans not to come. It looked like she was like someone had a gun to her head and was forcing her to say it. But yeah, because that's her duty. She's been given the worst fucking veep duty possible. You're a woman of color. You get to tell all the brown people why they're bad. That's your job, Kamala. That's we crazy. We can use you as very. It's a. I don't envy her. She's gonna get. Like you said, she is gonna get put out to pasture. She's not going to inherit the power of this administration. No, I don't Buddha think so. Who will? Yeah, it's sucks. gonna be Crazy Pete. Love yeah, that guy. Oh, Crazy Pete. Yeah. Can't Remember wait. The, he killed, the, he the killed dance. Champ. Remember the Pete Buttigieg dance? Yeah. He had high high holes for a living. That was gotta, all gotta, the rage, uh, like early twenty twenty. <laughs> We had high, the highest of hopes for Pete Buttigieg. And to be fair, he did rat fuck uh, the Iowa thing. He did declare victory prematurely with that. And people seem to like yeah. that. I don't is, think. He, is he CIA? He's CIA, right? He's yeah. He's mm. going to be he's going to be fucking president. He's going to be. The, I have no doubt in my mind. I have a quibble. I have a quibble with uh, the the with that, Jeremy. Um, the CIA is not the only like organization in American politics that creates monsters. Um, so oh, going straight to the CIA, it kind of gives like the State Department a pass when I think a lot of people um, are products of the State Department when 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 uh, people are, are saying it's the CIA. And that ignores, you know, it's like I was saying this to Alex, like the American Legion and the State Department <laughs> create some this thing called Boys State. Which all mm-hmm. of the bright young boys, it's called Boys and Girls State now. That sounds all like the, a Ween song. All the it bright young boys, boys and girls boys get together State. and they do mock governments and they get indoctrinated into um, how our government works. And that's yeah. organized by the State Department. And it's from there that like the, the ghouls like Buttigieg are pulled. Yeah, the USAID, uh, from which AOC also has a pedigree from, uh, yeah. you know, it's they're filled. In, there are tons of ghouls as well. Like I do but, think you know. the CIA, it's a little more hands off when it comes to domestic politics. I think they're doing all kinds of shit in uh, foreign places, but if they were to do stuff like that here, they could probably lose funding. 
Yeah. They don't want to lose funding. Because uh, is, is there evidence to, to yeah. some is there degree a, of oversight? Yeah. Is, is there evidence to suggest that Crazy Pete was part of the CIA? I don't think well, so. He, worked for, he traveled the world working for McKinsey, which is a very sus company. Yeah, yeah but that could just be State the, Department people. Like, that's, like, the State Department is is just as bad or worse as what the CIA does. Um, but he's also a military guy, too. Um, he got, like, a weird desk job in Afghanistan, so he yeah. could just say, yeah, I've been, I've been in this shit. I've... <laughs> Someone should look into that. I'm actually reading a book right now. This is like pretty unrelated, but Mm -hmm. um, it's pretty cool. Um, Arguing that like Charles Manson was like a uh, an MK Ultra um, test subject. Yeah, I think I I think I know the book you're reading. Yeah, yeah, um, Chaos. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I think he was on Chapo at one point. Yeah, they talked. They 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 really uh, talked about that book. I have the ebook. I'm trying to pull it up on my phone. Yeah, I uh, I, I have the ebook as well. Um, yeah, it's very I, convincing. I, I can believe that. He was not. I can believe that all of the weird terrorists. Well, well it's are like MK the well, hold on. Let's talk about the Nova Scotia shooting. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, I do. That was still mass shooting in Canadian history. And both like yeah. and what we share with you is that our largest mass shooting also by a guy with apparently no motive. Both guys. Oh, is that Paddock? Yeah. Yeah. No yeah, motive. Does, has there been a motive yet for your largest mass shooting? No. I mean, the cops were so secretive about it because, first of all, the guy was an RCMP asset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, ties to the cops. Yeah. Um, second of all, it came out, a uh, little magazine called Frank Magazine. Which Frank is sort of this weird, like, satire, gossip. Like, it's almost like a Canadian gawker, but it existed before gawker. Mm. They leaked the uh, 911 calls. Ooh. And it shows that cops knew this guy was driving around in a cop car, killing people before they notified the public. Mm. And um, when they did notify the public, it was through a tweet. <laughs> they tweeted... They they posted through it. <laughs> well, you know, everyone in Nova Scotia is on Twitter. Everyone knows about maritime Twitter. Yeah. Dog Island Boys. Yeah, you know, Dog Island Boys there. You know, it's, uh, you know, it, don't you hate it when you get ratioed by your best by your best friend there? I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know maritime slang. But yeah, um, total op. And yeah, the, tell us tell us a bit. Or tell me a bit about uh, Stephen Paddock, Stephen. Well, he single-handedly brought like 400 pounds of of weapons by himself, apparently, up to the 50th floor <laughs> of one of them, like of a high security building without anyone noticing. That bellhop got a great tip. Right. Set up a bunch of cameras so that he could see anyone coming in and then started shooting and the pol- apparently and then uh, just committed the worst mass sh- shooting in America and there has been no there's been no motive presented as to why he did it other than like he was disgruntled must oh he must Maybe have just been it. a disgruntled guy and then they shut down all like it, it's not in the media it has been memory yeah. hold I, I listened yeah. to the Trunon episode, but um, 
I find some episodes of Trunon like uh, it's easy to like lose, mm-hmm. um, yeah. l- sort of lose focus. So they mm-hmm. jump around a lot, and uh, but yeah, it was, uh, that was that's an interesting one. And I, yeah. I feel like a lot more mass shootings than we think are like have some sort of an intelligence connection, some like asset gone rogue, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, there's always there's always some connection. There's always things are not as random as they seem. Perhaps, nah, they probably are. What if it's just no, it's not it's not anything. It's not it's not the State Department. It's not the CIA. It's Briars ice cream. They're behind it's, it all. It's, it's Briars. It's been Briars this whole time because they have their ice milk product. Um, and they need to keep they need to keep the world in a constant state of confusion to make to stop them from realizing that Briars isn't actually real ice cream, you know. So that's why they orchestrate these mass shootings. Is it ice milk? It's some sort. Of, it's it's called like ice flavor product or something like that. They found it. It didn't meet like the FDA standards of ice cream, so it's called like ice dessert product or something. Iced. It's, that's pretty it's a sauce. Funny weasel thing. Yeah. So it's, yeah, exactly. It's sus, right? Which is why they're orchestrating the mass shootings all over the place to distract the world, to distract the world from the Big Briars conspiracy. Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's true. Uh, so you you first said, is it is it more likely that it's random? And then you sort of jokingly said maybe it's the Ice Cream Corporation. Um, Isn't that sort of like a... It's a, like a Thomas Pynchon sort of thing. Some ridiculous thing is behind. Yeah, it's the post office. Yeah, um, yeah it's the post office. Yeah, the post office is what's doing because they the, yeah. the post office controls information. Uh, so the postmaster general. New, Newman <laughs> is the, Thomas Pynchon. Yeah. <laughs> I like. Well, yeah, I like the idea that Wilfred Brimley, a resurrected Wilfred Brimley, is going to come and fuck us up. You know, if we do anything wrong, if we run afoul of the deep state, he's the final guy. He's cigarette smoking man is is uh, Wilfred Brimley, the postmaster right. general. Well, I, I think my prediction is we're going to find out in 10 to 20 years what actually happened when they think no one's paying any attention. Um, and then there'll be like a minor story about like, oh, actually, this guy was involved in this program and he had mm. this connection. Um, like, kind of like how stuff about the Iraq war is coming out in dribs and drabs, Mm -hmm. like the majority, like just talking to my dad about how the the link that was made between Al Qaeda and Iraq to, to, to create the conditions for the Iraq war. He doesn't have any Mm -hmm. memory of that happening, but that I do. And that's something that Mm -hmm. happened. And that was fake. Like, um, there was this Iraq war. Uh, no, the link between Al Qaeda and Iraq. Oh, okay. I thought we were going down like a serious rabbit hole. <laughs> Just like how that like Holocaust fake, denial, but for the Iraq war. <laughs> yeah, or that's gonna happen if it hasn't already happened. Yeah. The, we did. The I thing mean, is, th- that's something we that did does that. happen. Is minimizing no, the casualties. We did the. What they learned was that you have to do the denial while it's happening. And so mm. when Clinton was doing these sanctions on Iraq that resulted in 500,000 Iraqi children dying in the 90s, mm-hmm. we denied that that was happening. A report came out in like 99 that we were responsible for 500,000 Iraqi children dying. And, Clint- and Amy Goodman from Democracy Now! confronted Clinton 
with that figure and was like, what do you have to say about it? And he, he was just like, that's not happening. That's just wrong. That's <laughs> oh, just didn't he get mad and storm off? Yeah, I think so. And yeah, that, that, that was that was I don't want to say recent, but within the past decade. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, or was I, this while this it was, was happening? I think while he was still president. I think it was in 2000 when he was on his way out. And so people were sick of Clinton by that point. They didn't care any about any his you know, lame, lame duck sex pervert. Um, but we <laughs> lame did duck a, sex pervert. We did Hell a, yeah, that's my text-based sex video game. We did a, a, what I would consider to be like minor genocide in Iraq before George W. Bush invaded at all. <laughs> Some light genocide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we genocide, made it yeah. so that they couldn't have potable water for a yeah. decade after the first Gulf War ended. Clinton just, like, we just decimated their economy and set the conditions to be terrible. Um, that is not, in, that's like not talked about. That the, That is denied, and it was denied while it was happening. Um, mm-hmm. And it takes time for stuff like that to come back around. So that's why I predict that the like the RCMP shooting and the Las Vegas shooting like will eventually get some info on it when the higher-ups think we're not paying attention. But then there's the other side of that which is like people are so desperate to justify these things that could just be as a result of maybe Steven Paddock just was fucked up and he had the unique skills necessary to orchestrate mayhem on that scale. And he just wanted to make someone suffer in the way that, you know, uh, the 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 guy that shot up the... How? That doesn't uh, make sense. He was so far away. He's going to... What is he getting his jollies from, like, like looking in binoculars at people? <clears throat> like a, like a he, sick he, person like that would drive a car into the, into the people. I don't know. I don't know how to diagnose these freaks. Maybe, the, maybe he was one in a million. Steven Paddock, one in a million, you know? <laughs> um well but yeah i think that is the scary thing about it is the fact that there is no apparent motivation and you know that becomes part of the conspiracy about it is like there's a motivation for everything vtech had a motivation you know he was like it was easily discernible why he wanted to shoot everything up because he was a weird alienated guy but you know why can't that be the explanation for steven paddock why can't he just be a weird alienated guy like cho shung hoi well i don't think he was though yeah, but I think the, the the point is that you don't just go shoot somewhere up. Something happened to trigger it, yeah. um, it right? It, not just general alienation, because, like, we're all alienated under capitalism. We don't go kill people for no reason. Well. So there's something that sets them off. And when it's this secretive, people, you know, fill in the blanks with speculation, and some of that speculation is informed. Um, and a lot of it isn't and right. And so conspiracy theorists seize on that, 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 um, uncertainty. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, maybe it was this, Mm -hmm. maybe it was the Jews. Yeah. I'm I'm not saying that something didn't, (laughs) it was definitely the Jews set Stephen Paddock off. That's why he killed a country concert which is known for its uh, being replete with 
people of the Jewish faith. Well, ISIS Jason says... Jason Aldean fans are mostly Jewish. ISIS took credit for it and, and said that Stephen Paddock sure converted to Islam. Uh, <laughs> Maybe he did. We should believe everything <laughs> ISIS says. That's so funny. They're like, yeah, he... Uh, oh, yeah, he was Muslim. Yep. Oh, yeah, this guy? Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> Not, I, I, ISIS, ISIS so should just funny. take credit for everything. They do. Oh, you know, uh, <laughs> you, uh, you know uh, the the famous Seth Rogen movie Pineapple Express. That's us. That's yeah. ISIS. Oh, you know climate change. That, yeah. Actually, Exxon Mobil is all. That's a whole Muslim thing. That's that's, that's Muslim killing yeah. the whole world. It's ISIS. <laughs> ISIS. You know, we take advantage of that. You know, yeah. we're doing jihad against Mother Nature. You know, <laughs> ISIS. That's how bad we are. <laughs> this is. It has been a jumble of the episode. We're coming up to 90 minutes of yep. pure recording. The time uh, is growing Jer- nigh. Jeremy, thank you for being on. We love you when you're on. You're a font of, of knowledge. A, a, a news... God damn it, he's a newsman. He's a newsman a and, news and won't have you say anything else. Yeah, you're a news hound. Uh, Jeremy, do you have anything to plug? Um. Yeah. Yeah, I, I am the host of two podcasts. Um, the first being Big Shiny Takes, which you may have heard uh, both uh, hosts of the show on at different points, and as well as the Forgotten Corner, which is more of like a serious-ish interview show. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy Appel1025, and I also do some journalism sometimes, uh, much of it at The Sprawl, where I cover Calgary City Hall, so... If you're interested in Calgary City Hall for whatever reason, uh, check out my work. Definitely, I'll cover really, the cops. Yeah. Nice, definitely will do. We're gonna also we're gonna put links to that in the description. We're also gonna put a link to the GoFundMe for Michael Buchert to help him retain the ability to call members of the alt right members of the alt right. And that's it for this week's episode. Happy uh, Father's Day if you're Catholic. And if you're not, then (laughs) screw you. If you're pagan, happy Father's Day. No. (laughs) 